It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Let's uh, talk to our next guest. We've all made a point, including he, to uh, go back and watch Super Bowl 57 yesterday. We're doing a deep dive trying to figure out what exactly happened. Look, a lot is obviously very familiar to us. Some was, I think, some new information or some forgotten information. Let's find out what stood out to our next guest, Elliot Parks. How you doing, Elliot? Doing good. I just wanted to say, John, as someone that's watched way too many hours of The Bachelor and all types of reality shows, I'm here for you, buddy, if you want help picking out of all these women. <laughs> I'll tell you who's there for the right reason, who's not, who's yeah. there for love, who's there for fame. So I'm here for you, man. I'm here for you. I know, I know you're always there, Elliot. Get that. I always count on Elliot. Look at that. Thanks. Elliot has watched a lot of reality TV, too. Really? I can I can. Oh, yeah. That. You name it, I've watched it. Wow. Okay, so. fair enough. All right, Elliot, uh, you watched the Super Bowl last night. What stood out to you the most from what you saw? Yeah, so this was my first chance to watch the broadcast copy because I, I watched it live in person and then I watched like the coach's tape afterwards. And a couple things really stood out to me. One, I do agree with James. Like Jalen Hurts, to me, it jumped off the screen how impressive he was. Yep. Just like his demeanor on the sideline, on the field, after mistakes, he played really well. So when watching that, I thought to myself, like, this is why the Eagles paid him all that money. But on the flip side of that, my biggest takeaway by far was we have not criticized the offense enough for that game. They made so many uncharacteristic mistakes that they didn't make all year. Obviously, the Jalen Hurts fumble, massive play. Even little things like, you know, you bring up the Sayamalu penalty before uh, the third and one and the fumble. On the second drive of the game, they get penalized the first snap uh, on first and 10. They go into first and 20. That kills that drive. I thought in the second half, the play calling was way too conservative. Like on a, on a key second down, it was second and four, I believe. They threw it to Zach Pascal of all people in the fourth quarter. So watching that, yes, the defense struggled. And obviously the special teams had that big, massive play. But I think if the offense just plays like they normally do, then they're Super Bowl champions. Hmm. That's fascinating. What do you, Ellie? What do you make it? What do you make of the decision by Sirianni to punt the ball on fourth and two with ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter? In the moment, I thought it was a mistake. Watching it last night, I thought it was a mistake. Do you think he made a mistake? Do you think he turtled up in a spot similar to when Doug went for a fourth and one in Super Bowl Fifty Two? Yeah, 
Absolutely. And this is, again, why my takeaway was the offense cost them that game. The punt on fourth and two, going for the field goal that A.J. Brown has been critical of. I would even go as far as to say once they tied it in the fourth quarter, I think it was maybe five and a half minutes left, yep. like on, onside kicked the ball there at that point. Like you were not no, stopping the no. Chiefs were on a roll. No. The point I'm making is they completely changed who they, who they had been all year. All year they played clean, aggressive football on offense, and they did nothing of the sorts for the most part in that second half. In the first half they made mistakes too. But in the second half, I barely recognized that unit. Outside of that long play to Devontae, which was a broken play by the Chiefs defense, there wasn't much impressive there. Wow. Uh, I'm surprised that you're assigning so much blame to the offense, especially when watching that second half last night. It felt like our cornerbacks were lost. Yep. How well did the cornerbacks play, Elliot? Well, I, I think the first of all, I think the run defense was the main problem mm. on on, mm-hmm. on defense. You could tell right off the bat, and it jumped off even more rewatching it. The Chiefs came in that game saying we're going to run on the Eagles, and that I think just messed everything up on the defensive side of the ball. That being said, and Joe said this a few minutes ago, the defense only gave up 14 points going into the fourth quarter. And, you know, then there was obviously the long special teams uh, punt, which really messed up one of the defensive possessions. So I don't think anybody on the defense played well. But the defense is going up against what I think is the best head coach quarterback duo of all time, or at least, you know, top five if you really want to push it. So I didn't think they played well. But I think the main issue on defense was the run defense, not the pass defense. Who do you blame more for the orbit motion touchdowns? Uh, Darius Slay and Avante Maddox for not getting to where they needed to be or Jonathan Gannon for not having those guys prepared? Well, it might surprise you to say I don't blame Gannon for that. I think that's a, that, that's a player mistake. And Darius has come out and said that uh, I believe he said he's, he made a mistake on that. The reality, though, is it's on both of them. Jonathan Gannon was completely outcoached in that game, and especially mm-hmm. in the second half. I actually think early on, both sides of the ball, the Eagles' offense and defense, actually outcoached the Chiefs early. They, they came out, they played better, they had the lead. And then in the second half, especially the defense, just was completely outcoached. So I think it's on the players for sure. There were players that made like physical errors and mental errors, but you could just tell that Gannon had no – no answer for what the Chiefs were doing. Elliot, the decision for Sipos to be the punter, we've all identified it's obviously one of the most critical plays in the game, and it was his first game back from the injury, and the other punter, current stunk also. The decision for Sipos to return as the punter, Sirianni's decision or Howie's decision? Who made that call? I mean, the, the answer is probably both to an extent. I, I would imagine this is probably more Sirianni and the coaching staff than it is on Howie. Yes, I mean, it, was a, talking... it was a disastrous decision. And by it the was. way, I didn't yeah. want Kern to kick in the game. I want it. There's someone out there available. Door number three. I don't know who that person is, but it's your job to know who it is. Go get that guy. I mean, I just so, thought Sipos was a disaster. Kern was a disaster. I couldn't believe it was one of one or the other. So I agree with you that logic tells you there has to be a, be- a better punter out there. I, I-, I agree with that. But it is late in the season. You know, like all the good punters are either signed or they're on practice squad. Like the, the pickings were a slim. And Do you think it's about I, holding, holding the snaps for the, then, the yeah, kicker? That's what, I was, that's what I was going to say. As much as it, you know, probably is not nice for fans to hear, like holding on the field goal does really matter. Like even right now, Jake Elliott's out practicing. I think he's at Temple's Field with Aaron Sipos. Like it matters that he is the holder for these field goals. So that punt was really bad. And it's funny, all year we said it was going to cost him. And then, unfortunately, it actually did. But but holding holding for the field goals does matter. Matter. Uh, 
We've heard a lot today that slippage is uh, accountable for our lack of pass rush. How much of the lack of sacks was us slipping? How much of our lack of sacks was us just not playing well enough? I, how do you assign that blame? Yeah, so rewatching it, I think the slippage, like the whole field thing, sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory. Watching that game, just watching it, not like slowing it down, but like all – just watching it, I didn't think the field looked like a problem at all. Were, were there times where players slipped? Yes, there's times in games where every player slips. But when I watched it, I didn't see, like, Reddick getting really close to Mahomes and then he slipped, or Sweat getting mm. close. I saw an offensive line in the Chiefs that, by the way, were the best pass-blocking line in the NFL coming into that game. They won. They won those matchups, like point-blank period. So I think the, we've spent way too much time talking about this field, especially when I rewatch it. It doesn't even look like it was much of a factor. Elliot, do you think it was a proper call for the flag on Bradbury? I mean, it was the right call. Like, it was the right call. But also, again, this is the benefit of rewatching it, and I actually enjoyed rewatching it. Um, I, I wouldn't have called it. Again, like, that game was shaping up to be such an amazing game, and it, it just it hurt the product. Obviously, it hurt the Eagles at the final two minutes or whatever it ended up being were completely wasted. Those should be the best two minutes of the game. So he did hold, like for sure, he did hold. And I think the Eagles would want that call, and the Eagles fans would want that call. But as just like an NFL fan and someone that enjoys end of great games, no, I don't think they should have called it. All right, it. let's all go on the record here uh, with today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armin Chevrolet, celebrating their 23rd anniversary with sizzling summer savings on every Armin Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle in stock. Find new roads at ArminChevy.com. All right, guys, here's the question. Looking back on it, what is the biggest reason why the Eagles lost Super Bowl 57? Now, here are the four choices. I have the results in front of me, but I'm curious what everyone says. Four choices in alphabetical order. Field conditions, flag on Bradbury, Gannon slash defense, Hurts fumble. James, which would you choose? I think Elliott's crazy. All I saw were guys falling. I think the Eagles were screwed by the field. I think if you're talking one thing that changed the game the most from one to the other, it's the field still. All right, Devin, field, flag, Gannon in the defense, or Hurts? I have to go field conditions. All right, uh, Elliott, where you at? Look, he played outstanding, but it's the Hurts fumble. Like, it's the Hurts fumble. I agree with Elliott. I've really been trying to think about this, and I, I, I feel pretty solidified. I'm with Elliot. I think the biggest play of the game was the Hurts fumble. Uh, John, well, it was the biggest play. Well, yeah. All right, John, your your opinion? Field flag, Gannon in the defense or Hurts? I gotta say, and this is convoluted, Gannon in the defense, but it's because we couldn't stop the run. It's because yeah, it makes we sense. weren't assignment sound in the second half. No, listen, that's actually not convoluted. It's a different reason than what most people focus on, which is two different touchdowns where they got confused. All right, I have the poll results here, John. What do you think won the poll? I think Gannon. And the defense Dead. won. 55%. And I bet you very few were thinking about it in the terms you were thinking about it. 55% for Gannon and the defense, 21% for the Hurts fumble, 17 for field conditions, and 7% for flag on Bradbury. Elliot, excellent work here. I know you're going to be uh, – you're in for Ike today, so it's you and Mark today from 2 to 6? Correct, yeah. So we'll be, we'll be talking about this all day from, uh, from 2 to 6. And it did make me miss Eagles football. I heard you say that earlier, yeah. Joe. Like, re-watching the game, I'm so excited for the season to start back I up. agree with you. And you know what? Not just that, but hopeful for, for great things. I mean, they do have most of a great team returning. Now, listen, they're probably not going to have the same luck with injuries. But, um, you know, they, they, they have a stacked roster, and it's going to be a big thing. Elliot, have a great well rest of the day right here. You'll, you'll be in here in a couple <laughs> hours. Thanks, pal. Sounds good. Yep, talk to you. All right, man.